We've been cursed. Just need to put that out there. We've been cursed. Nicolina is not here with me tonight. Cody Crane, our unofficial third host, put a curse on us. That's right. I did. And And now I'm on the podcast because, I don't know, Nicolini is dead or something. My curse is strong. And don't think that this is the end of my curse. So if Nicolina is feeling the effects of my curse now, it's a lot deeper than this. This is only the beginning of my curse. And you two deserve this curse. Oh, no. What did we do? (laughs) Well... If you want a little bit of behind the scenes, everybody. Yeah, tell the listeners what they want. Yeah, because you probably forget to, Marie. <laughs> no, I know exactly why. So at Fan Expo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh, we all met the great Juice Box mm-hmm. and Cynthia Kiss. And Cynthia Kiss. Kiss, yes. And Cynthia Kiss. Mm-hmm. And Marie and Nicolina, mm-hmm. Nicolini, sorry, told me... <laughs> That they they said when we get Juice Box on, you will be on that podcast. Little did I know, stabbed, huge wound, blood dripping down my back, and you think I'm gonna just sit here? You think I'm just gonna sit here and take this wound? No, I am going to curse the two of you. I am going to curse you into the ground. Fair. One, two, I'm pretty sure Nicolini was the one who just said, that's okay, we'll have you on just to to make you settle. Because <laughs> you were getting real rowdy. I was getting rowdy. <laughs> if I remember correctly, you were like, they're my friends. Cynthia Kiss and Juicebox are I my friends. Say, I didn't <laughs> say that. I did not say you that. You did. I did not. I'm looking back at it right now because I no, did not... At Fan Expo, you said that to me after I left. I left their booth and came back to ours, and you were like, "Hey, Cynthia Kiss and Juicebox are my friends." <laughs> okay, so I went over. I'm glad. I'm glad we're airing this out. Me I think too. the public deserves to you know. know and, and you know what? Your audience is going to have to choose a side here. Is it going to be me? Or is it going to be Nicolini and Marie? They all just turn into spooked heads. They're yeah. like, we're going over to spooked. We want to hear more of Damien. <laughs> like, sorry, uh, Cody's hosting the podcast now. We voted. Because <laughs> I, cause uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I went over to talk to Cynthia and Juicebox first. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you this, did. This isn't an actual uh, beef, too. I mean, they can be friends with everyone, <laughs> of course. But I did say I need to get Juicebox and Th- Cynthia oh. Kiss on Spooked. Okay. And then Marie's like, I'm going to ask them on Paranormal. Yeah, I did. And I was like, well, we I better share. be there. We can't. Oh, I was like, we can't share guests. <laughs> we can, but you said, don't worry, you'll be there, too. Well, I have a beef with you. Okay. For having one of my favorite celebs on your podcast and not inviting me on as a guest. Who is your favorite celeb? Steffi. <laughs> oh, my favorite celeb. I love Steffi. her. <laughs> you haven't done a podcast with Steffi, right? No, Nicolini did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, of course, Steffi's one of our more more frequent guests on Spooked. Mm-hmm. If you 
if your listeners of Paranormal loved that one, then mm-hmm. uh, follow uh, Steffi and I on Instagram as we go to the fair together and go to the I actually loved watching. I loved events. watching those. Those were great. I was, I was watching them and I was like, I have such bad FOMO right now. I wish I was getting pickle ice cream with, with Cody and, and Steffi. Another reason why we couldn't have you on the show with juice box is because how would juice box feel if we had them on as our celebrity guest and then we bring a bigger celebrity on as as a host she's going to be upset you know what sweet talking me does work so <laughs> marie the curse is lifted off of you but it's still pretty strong on nicolini <laughs> i feel bad for nicolina man yeah oh, i hope man. she's having a rough day <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Okay, let's get into your horoscope. I have yours pulled up, so I'll read yes. yours right now. I'm 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 happy uh, to be here too. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I it was pretty last minute that I that uh, I guess Nicolina had asked you if you could cover for her. So I appreciate you taking the time to do it because that was real last minute there. But thank you for coming. Well, uh. yeah, and I'm I'm happy too because I haven't done one with Nicolina in a while. That makes me happy. Oh. <laughs> 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 we, we I find you so genuine team. like your comedy so funny so I want to laugh all the time but I'm also like oh my poor friend <laughs> <laughs> no I I felt really bad too more behind the scenes I felt bad that I we didn't get to do anything after fan expo yeah, yeah I was pretty bummed out about that too we went to Scatterbush and got we got some pasta I, would, I like how you so. said Scatterbush Scatabouche. I'm going to cut that out and say it normally. We went to Scatabouche and got some pasta. <laughs> we went to Scatabouche and we got a pasta with Nicolini. I love that place. I didn't know it was a chain. Oh, so, really? No, I didn't know. I was like, this place is incredible. <laughs> it's like a pasta if you like, Yeah, if you like that place, you should try Eastside Mario's. <laughs> Let's get into your stupid horoscope. (laughs) Okay. Other people's indecisiveness could leave you feeling frustrated and stuck today, Libra. Realize that you can overcome this by pushing past them. Don't feel like you need to wait for others to make up their minds before you act. Do what you need to do and others will catch up when they're ready. You are not responsible for the well-being of others. Concentrate on you. Okay. That's that's nice. I need to focus more on me and not on your new flourishing friendship with Juicebox. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> that's what it's saying? I think so. Sure, <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> I like this one's going to be titled uh, The Episode Where Cody Makes Marie Uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> Ooh, tensions are high this week. Oh on my Paranormal. god! I don't know if he's joking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, it's like watching a Kenny versus Spenny episode. <laughs> it- it's very uh, conflicting, I understand, because for the listeners, I sound like I'm being uh, sarcastic and facetious, but my face is beaming red right now with steam coming out. Literal steam. <laughs> Okay. Do you have mine pulled up? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, well, as long as I have the right one here. 
Yeah, whatever. I'll take anyone. <laughs> uh, is Gemini okay? <laughs> I thought you meant like like the wrong like uh, host of like what website you were reading it from. And I was like, I don't care. Whatever, whatever horoscope website you want to pick. Yes, it's Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever uh, sign. Whatever sign. Whichever one. <laughs> so you're okay with Gemini. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't be so hasty in your actions and take the time to think things through. You have a special connection with your feelings today that can aid in clearing some fog in your thinking. Your sensitivity to others is remarkably strong. People will be particularly drawn to this side of you, especially tonight. Oh, um, I'd say that rang true for me today, for sure. And I did, even though I didn't read my horoscope this morning, I did follow its advice. So, hey, that's good news. But yeah, I mean, I'm starting, I started my new job. So that's fun. And then like for the last week and a bit, it's been a lot of like, oh, we don't have your logins or your systems aren't ready yet. So I've just been sitting there watching training videos for a week and a half. And today they finally worked. So I had some actual work to do. And I was like, do you typically read the horoscopes every morning? No. No. Oh, okay. Just, just, I really, You said it I as really, if you did, like, I didn't, I, know, right? I didn't read it today. I didn't do it today. No. I, I was like, am I just repeating ones you already know? Like, I, you've prepared bits towards your horoscope? Not no. today. No. No, I, uh, I typically only read my horoscope or have it read to me on this podcast, actually. But anyway, yeah, I'd say it rang true. I was patient with people today and took time to think things through. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, you were sensitive, and especially tonight, you were sensitive to uh, to me earlier. You complimented mm-hmm. me when I needed it most. You uh, <laughs> talked about my star power. It's true. I was my, star, my star meter. If everyone wants to know my it's star true. meter on IMDb Pro. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 97,000. Wow. I'm in the top 97,000. Wow. Okay, Cody, I'm going to get to this story now. I love having you on the podcast because <laughs> all I have to do is go watch an episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories and then report back what I find. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you ever, now you've acted in like ghost shows before yeah reenact not just shows. cbs yes have I'm you ever a, done celebrity ghost stories i'm i'm, I'm a professional uh, <laughs> uh reenactment show actor yeah i love um, it <laughs> i haven't done that one i've done like the haunted ha- hospital the paranormal 911 paranormal 911 mm-hmm. a couple times uh see no evil a, a bunch see of these no shows evil. and let me tell you, like, I don't mind. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but I don't mind trashing these shows. They are beneath me. <laughs> they, they, you know what? I get it. If, if you're like working and you're, and you're, I mean, it's paying your bills, I'm sure. But if you have. Um... No, they literally don't. That's oh, the thing. Okay. Like when you watch oh, and you're okay. seeing like actors on these oh, shows, no. oh, you no. get paid like $200, $250. Oh. They drive you to Hamilton. They're all filmed in Hamilton, by the way. Anything wrong with that? Uh, no, but then they're like, find your way back, asshole. Oh, that's fucking rude. I would not yeah, like that. You're, you're barely rude. getting paid. It's all non-union, so mm-hmm. you're not treated necessarily well. 
Got it. L- like it's it's not just like I enjoy the fa- like the finished product or whatever. I think it's kind of fun to be like, whoa, that was cool. I was on that yeah. or whatever. But they are non-union, so it's stuff I can't work on anymore, anyways. Uh, that so, sullies it for me. Yeah, I watch I, these shows a lot, especially during my maternity leave. The celebrity ones could be different, though, because I don't think those are filmed in Canada. I would be surprised if they are. I don't think they are, um, but I don't think it's any different. Maybe maybe different laws, and maybe there, there maybe there is different laws there for actors, but... You know you know what's funny, too, is that at Fan Expo, Damien, co-host of Spook, past guest mm-hmm. of Paranormal, mm-hmm. um, he was recognized sure. for an episode of Paranormal 911. By who, me? Because I, <laughs> I talked you, to him about it there. <laughs> oh, did you? I didn't recognize him, but it was just, it was, um, Damien and I have an ongoing joke whenever we see each other that we are starting a podcast together, him and I. <laughs> and then the last, when we were at Fan Expo, he was like, seriously though, what's it going to be about? And then I said, it should just be a, a, a show where we review all of the paranormal episodes where Nicolina and Cody are hosting together. <laughs> and then he goes, we'll call it Paranormal 911. And I said, I love that show. And he was like, I was on that show. <laughs> I, so you've watched it, right? You've yes. watched Paranormal. You've never seen like any episodes? Because I'm in quite a few of those. I'm, I'm going to rewatch them again because I've only seen a couple episodes, but I'm like, oh, these are good. These are good ones to do stories for like the show is what I think, right? Um, I'm going to rewatch them and see if I find you. Are you ghosts in them a lot or are you more like paramedics well, in them or the the one I'm like the uh, I'm like the lead guy that sees the ghost. So I'm oh, in hell like yeah. the, the whole thing. I got the other one. I'm like a psych patient that throws himself out the window and then I become a ghost. Oh, Cody, I got to so watch both of I'm, those. I'm pretty prominent. In oh, bo- yeah. The first in one, especially episodes. I'm prominent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like. Yeah, the, the the behind the scenes of these shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, just it's like, like watching the hot dog being made. You're just like, <laughs> this is not yeah. what I want. Okay. Well, for example, like if you're, um, I I get wined and dined when I'm on Ghosts or Lock and Key or any yes. of these productions. Yes. I'm wined and dined. I'm pampered. They changed my diapers for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living like Raleigh, for God's sake. <laughs> In Georgie's trailer. <laughs> uh, but uh, for these shows, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, you're put at like a cafeteria table, basically, and you're sitting there the whole day until you're finally used because they drive everyone in at the same time. Not terrible, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. like a prima donna that's like, hey, I need a, <laughs> I need a fresh steak and a, a, my own private trailer. It's fine. <laughs> the thing that I have a problem with is that you're shooting these things in December or February or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So I'm doing this one where I'm a psych patient, throws himself out the window, mm-hmm. and they have this shot where they have to video me on the ground surrounded by uh, glass or glass. whatever. Uh-huh. So this is February, and they uh-huh. they clear the snow away by hosing it down. <laughs> And they have me in just a hospital gown, like no bottoms or anything like that, laying on the wet pavement in the heart of winter in Ontario for like 20 minutes at a time while they just get these shots of my body laying there. 
Cody, I this makes me not want to watch it. Now, knowing that this is how they treat people, I'm like, well, now I don't want to watch it, but I still and, want I'll stream it like, illegally. That's how I'll get around this. I'll st- <laughs> and they're like, no worries, buddy. We'll give you $250. And you, and you can use that for a train ride home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now find your way back, asshole. I'm so sorry, Cody. <laughs> It, well, listen. So, I mean, I, I felt like I needed to elaborate because I you don't did. want people to think that like, oh, he's just saying because he's getting paid like $250. Yeah. He's I get getting it. too a, big That's still quite britches. a bit for a day's work, I guess. Sure. Yeah, it is. You know what? That's true. Right? Like, it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this one reenactment show that I watch, and I think it's called Paranormal Survivor. And okay. I, was wa- I was watching it the one day. And you know how they do like B-roll footage of like the outside of the house and stuff like that? Like right before it, they'll be like, I lived in this small town on a street with my grandparents growing up. And then it just shows like the outside of the house. Right. So I'm watching it and the outside of the house comes up and it's my neighbor's house, like ne- like ne- like down the street neighbor. <laughs> and I'm and I'm. I knew it was their house because it was built by a very famous architect and it's unlike any other house in the area. And I was just like, that is so-and-so's house. And so when I asked them and they were like, oh yeah, they contacted us. They just shot the outside or they actually shot inside the house as well. They got paid for the day to just have their house filmed. Pretty cool story. Well, uh, <laughs> I Can I tell you a little bit behind, more behind the scenes of just the auditions? I do. I do. We want to hear them very bad. We're not doing a ghost story today, people, okay? <laughs> Forget it. Um, you no. get what you get. Yeah, you get what you get. And today you get behind the scenes of reenactment shows. This is the curse. This is this is my curse to all of you. You are Your whole audience is cursed by having to listen to my stories. You're all complicit. Yeah. Uh, you, you sat there and you listened to the Juice Box episode and made it a raging success, okay? I got a problem with that. I should have been there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so the auditions for these things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most auditions, when you get them, just to fill everyone in, I mean, mm-hmm. most people know, but when you get an audition, you get uh, um, sides, they're called. It's just a scene from the script, and you read those, and you um, just read basically what you would end up reading on the day on the camera, right? Mm-hmm. So for these reenactment shows, they don't have scripts. They have kind of outlines, so when you're watching them and you're hearing like the actors speak to each other, that's mm-hmm. all improvised. Like the actors are, oh man, I want to drive into different stories here too, but I'll stick to the audition. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So with the auditions, because there's no script or anything like that, basically you go into the room and they put you into a scenario and you improvise with an, another actor for the scenario. This and you might be incredible. thinking, no big deal, right? No big deal because I see people do improv scenes and stuff. They're hiring like comedians typically, mm-hmm. right? Like we're mm-hmm. improvisers and sure, young, sure. young improvisers that don't have their union credits yet. So for these though, what makes them different than going to a comedy improv show is they make you improvise the most uncomfortable situations possible. Oh, no. Where I did one where, 
and I forget what the show, it was another reenactment show, but it might have been more crime-based, I think. Okay. So they put me in the room with this, uh, this other actress, and she and I are given the instructions of we're husband and wife, but she just found out that I molested her daughter. Oh, and my they God. had, and they're like, improvise a scene here. And I'm already <laughs> hesitant. I'm like, I don't want to do this. No. I don't want to, like, oh, off the top of my head, how would you do it? <laughs> no, thank you. So we get into the scene. I'm just half assing this oh thing, just God. trying to get through it, right? Oh and I'm no. like, oh, no, I didn't do it. Like, they're like, you can deny it and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, no, I didn't do it. And then this woman really wants the part on the other oh, side. Clear, okay. <laughs> so she she starts like screaming at me about it, like you did this to my daughter and stuff like that. You did this, and then she's like, then she starts hitting me, like just hitting my chest and like and slapping me and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, no, oh stop. God. So then oh it just becomes God. genuine of me being like, You're please like, stop, stop this. Hitting me. Please stop. <laughs> Someone stop. Someone stop. end this. Why is this Someone happening? Cut. Jesus. So you're going through this. And then I'm through the emotional roller coaster oh of someone God. just full blast. Beating the shit out of you. Beating the shit out of me. Accusing me of something. Of this fucking scenario that they Her made madness. us do. Like, oh, how no. twisted is that? That's really, that's actually, that is very fucked up. Like, <laughs> and that's what, the, that's what the people have to, that's why, like. I'm laughing at the uncomfortableness. I'm not laughing at the situation. It's, it's dark. It's dark. That's right? really like, fucked up. It's, I mean, it's, it's so, it's so wild that you have to kind of like laugh, I guess, but it's like traumatizing. It's traumatizing. A thousand percent. And there was another one too where like I it was um so this one was a callback where it came down to two guys, it was between two of us, and for the female part it was between six. Oh so okay. I had to do this improvised scene with three women. Mm-hmm. And the other guy had to do it with three women. Okay. And the scenario that they had was that you're, um, you're about to, you're doing the before of right before a sexual assault. Oh God. So you you're start like, this, I don't know how to improv that. Yeah, and like, they're like, I oh, like... I, yeah, they're like off the top of your head. Like, if you had to do it, how would you? It's like, oh that's my god, up, right? Like, that's really, really messed up. So you would, and it's messed up for both people involved. Yes. Like, I mean, like I'm, I'm doing this, and then the other person has to sit through this, and you have to, like, I'm, I'm asking the person if they're like okay, and you, you yeah. have this kind of like smile, like, oh, we're doing an audition or whatever, and then you start <laughs> doing the scene, and then Sorry. I watched as these people, like, I'm doing the scene with people, and. Like there's obviously you're not doing any of the touching or anything like that, but it's still uncomfortable. It's unsettling. Yes. Yes. And and you're saying messed up shit that are just like an actor that wants work. Right. Of course. So you watch is like both of us just start with a big smile on her face. And then you see just the most unsettling feeling of just like 
defeat and dread off an actor as she leaves and then you see the same thing happen again where another person gets brought in and they're excited to be in an audition and i'm doing it over and over again oh my god that sounds now again i don't want to watch these now this makes me never want to watch them again i i yes that's the right reaction i think like (laughs) yeah i mean you're not treated very well when you're actually doing them yeah. But I think the the worst part is the audition process because that you're going for terrible. so many, right? Yeah, that and, sounds horrible. Yeah. And That's the, brutal. Yeah, like some of the – there's also some like dumb ones too where they're just like you're, you're a police officer and you're doing – interrogating this person. And <laughs> then like you'll do the improvised scene and you're like, I don't know how to be an actual – like can you give me a script that I can read? Like I don't know how to improvise what a police officer would say. I'm not trained in interrogation. I don't know the Miranda rights. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> need not, to give me a script. Yeah, I'm not trained in how to successfully interrogate where they're like, oh, a cop wouldn't say that. It's like, okay, well write down what they would say then. Because I'm not a cop. Listen up, bucko. <laughs> yeah. prints are all over the place <laughs> you know how awkward it is to do a serious fucking scene where you're seriously trying to <laughs> interrogate someone that's horrible and i'm well, just sitting there like coy well did you do it <laughs> did you truth uh, or dare <laughs> tell me truth or dare they pick dare you're like i dare you to tell me if you did it <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, I watched a reenactment show for you today <laughs> to get you this story. You've cle- um, this is clearly bringing up a lot in me. This, so I'm so so sorry. <laughs> You're bringing up a lot of trauma. <laughs> me too earlier cody and i were talking about um the equivalent of what an mtv vj is which was like much music vjs or ytv vjs or or pjs i guess for for uh, ytv but i did a story on an mtv vj so i guess downtown julie brown has seen a ghost and so we're gonna talk about this I don't know Julie Brown. You don't? Okay. Neither did I really. I felt stupid. So I quickly wrote a little synopsis for everyone. Um, Julie Brown, downtown Julie Brown is an English born actress. She's a television personality. She's a serious XM DJ and a former MTV VJ. She's best known as the host of the television music show Club MTV, which ran from 1987 until 1992. And she's considered one of the most iconic MTV VJs. We don't really get, like, we didn't get real MTV in Canada. We got, like, a, um, like, kind of a lesser version of it, I feel. Like, we didn't, Mm -hmm. it had, like, it was still really good. It had, like, cribs and Pimp My Ride on on repeat, I feel. We, We had MTV Canada with Dan Levy before his Schitt's Creek fame. Mm hmm. He was a VJ there, Jessica Cruikshank. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't the same though. It wasn't no, like No. But I enjoyed it. I thought it, they were good. Anyway, so 
<laughs> yeah, if you're a punked fan, honestly, you would love MTV. Canada. You would love MTV Canada. <laughs> if you if you like reenactment shows, you should watch re- MTV yeah. Canada. <laughs> but it's gone now, if, so R.I.P. <laughs> if the if the Jamie Kennedy experience gets you rowdy, then you'll <laughs> love MTV Canada. Okay. So one time, downtown Julie Brown was on assignment in San Diego, and she ended up crossing paths with some spirits that changed her beliefs about the supernatural forever. At the time, she was working for ESPN. She was going around the country interviewing superstar players, and she was super happy about this job. Obviously, who who wouldn't be? The reason that she was in San Diego was because she was going to be filming Monday Night Football. So the network ended up booking her into the Del Coronado Hotel. So have you ever been there? The Del Coronado Hotel? Have you ever been to California in general? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. <laughs> okay, me either. So I wasn't sure because you're, like, you're, you're a celebrity to me. So I thought maybe you, you had been. Also, I like, I like telling you these stories because you're going to be a big star one day and you're going to be rubbing elbows with these people. So now you've oh, got some t- I'm like some one material. gig away from hanging out with downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so the Del Coronado Hotel is very famous. It's a historic beachfront hotel in the city of Coronado just across the San Diego Bay. It's one of the few surviving examples of an American architectural genre that was called Wooden Victorian Beach Resort. It is the second largest wooden structure in the United States, and it was designated as a California historical landmark in 1970 and a national historical landmark in 1977. When the hotel opened in 1888, it was the single largest resort hotel in the world. It's hosted presidents, royalty, and celebrity throughout the years. The hotel received a four-diamond rating from the American Automobile Association, which was strange to me that the Automobile Association rates hotels, and was once listed by USA Today as one of the top 10 resorts in the world. So this is where Julie, this is where she they put her. So she goes to the hotel. She's obviously very impressed. And she said that it was, when you walk in, it was like walking back in time. After she checks in, she decides that she's going to go and have a cup of tea. She went into the restaurant area and she sits down and she said that it was really dead in there. Wasn't a lot of people. She looked across the room and she noticed all the way at the back of the dining area, there was a woman that was sitting there by herself. She looked like she was from another century. Even though she was all the way across the room, Julie could see her dress and it had one of those like waistcoats that pinch your waist in and it had long sleeves with like the lacy frill at the bottom of them. It was a very old fashioned dress and it seemed like she wanted to be left alone. A little while later, Julie finishes her tea. She walks out of the dining room and she's walking down the hallway and feels like someone's watching her. She gets to the staircase and all as she's walking up the staircase all of a sudden something hits her not physically emotionally emotion overcomes her and it's so powerful that she starts to cry she explains it as a sadness as if someone had just died just something horrible had happened and she could feel it and it didn't make any sense to her eventually julie gets to her room and she says that she was just not feeling like herself she was quite uncomfortable 
Something had spooked her and she didn't know what it was. And she just thought to herself, I'm just going to go to sleep. So she leaves the light on because she's so freaked out and gets into bed and eventually falls asleep. A few hours later, she was woken up by music. The music was getting louder and she can hear it all around the room, like as if it's happening in her room. As she sits up, the lights flickered and then the music turns off and the light turns off. So now she's in the dark. All of a sudden at the end of her bed, she sees a shape of two people that were dancing and are like twirling around. And one of the figures was a woman and one was a man. And the woman kind of had her arm around like the shoulders of the man. Um, And as they're dancing, Julie can see the sleeve that's around the man. And it had that lacy ruffled cuff around the wrist. So she realizes that this was the woman that she had seen downstairs. She says that she knows that what she's seeing is impossible, but that it felt like her heart was coming out of her chest and it was beating so loud and she eventually just had to tell them to go away. So she's saying over and over again, go away, go away. And as she's saying the words, they start to dissolve. And then it just gets really quiet, like completely silent. And Julie gets really scared And all she wanted to do was get out of the room. So she gets up, she turns the lights on, and she starts packing. Then she hears giggling. So she turns around, and that's when she sees the two of them again. She's terrified at this point. All of a sudden, the man disappears and leaves the woman there, just standing there. And she starts looking around and screaming, Tom, 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 like, This man has vanished. Obviously, his name was Tom. And then all of a sudden, she looks straight at Julie in the eyes and collapses on the floor. And then she disappears. So Julie grabs her bag. She runs down the stairs and out of the hotel and straight into a waiting taxi. When she's in the taxi on the way to the airport, she starts to calm down. And she said that she felt like she was leaving behind a whole nother world. She couldn't quite figure out what had just happened to her, so she ends up calling her friend who has stayed at the hotel before, and that's when her friend tells her that the hotel is in fact haunted, and her friend tells her the story of Kate and Tom. Late in the 1800s, Kate and Tom were supposed to meet in San Diego at the Del Coronado Hotel. Apparently, Kate had gone to the hotel and she had been waiting for Tom, and he never shows up. Kate was distraught that her lover had disappeared, and she ended up shooting herself. The hotel staff found her having shot herself on their stairs, the same staircase that Julie was walking up when she had that profound feeling of grief come over her. And that was the first first documented ghosting that's ever happened. (laughs) But I'm... <laughs> Since then, Kate has been seen many times wandering around the Del Coronado looking for her lover. The experience turned Julie Brown into a believer of the paranormal and left her in awe of the things that go on around us that we might not see. Well, I think, uh, I so the person sitting at the table, I guess, at the beginning, mm-hmm. because that wasn't really like she wasn't like that was her you know like that was just (laughs) yeah 
that was just crafted to be like that was probably her in the dress no she because she then later when the girl and then remember when she hears the giggling and she turns around and they're in the room again Oh, right. And then the girl, he disappears, the girl's freaking out and then looks at her dead on. So she knows it's the same girl. Well, I mean, it's a person across the restaurant. OK, I'm not <laughs> doubting here because a lot of this seems like um, kind of goes towards my belief of uh, just energy and um, being able to affect you emotionally and make you empathize with them. And okay. that's why okay. certain bursts of emotion happen to you. I, that's kind of my belief in uh, ghosts. I don't know too much about like a, a straight up physical like that looked like a person sitting at a table exactly and stuff like that. Because I'm thinking about I'm at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. I don't clock anybody at a restaurant mm-hmm. enough to be like, that's what they were wearing. That's exactly what they look like. Look at that person at the table right there. So I I get what you're saying. But I feel like she was like, the restaurant was dead. And there's a girl sitting in garb from the 1800s. Of course, she's going to take notice of that. I would be like, oh, it must be a renaissance fair around. Of course, that's what she probably thought at the beginning. Like, oh, why is this woman dressed like this? But then she sees her again in her bedroom. Marie, I'm really sick of you always taking downtown Julie Brown's side over mine. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I apologize. Um, yeah. Okay. <sighs> Fine, you're right, you know, person. I, I I guess I'm more of a mind my business kind of guy, like not oh looking at... Oh, my God. You're so if I'm funny. sitting alone at the restaurant myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I'm not looking around looking at other people sitting alone. I'm okay. hoping that no one's looking at me and that I can just sit there. All right. You know what? We'll give that to you. Uh <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't lying. You're welcome. No, Thanks I for giving you. it to me because I wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah, I, I um I thought of a fun little thing that we could do for uh fuck Mary Kills if you're interested. I'm very interested. Okay. I um, figured Is it downtown Julie Brown? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um the uh my character where I'm the psych patient in Paranormal 911. Or my character where I'm the security guard in Paranormal 911. Yeah, those are the three. Okay, that is fun. I was, I was going to say celebrities that were on celebrity ghost stories. Well, I think I've talked about with Nicolini on here, uh, mm-hmm. like the big one that I remember is Michael Madsen. Like I watched a... One with Michael Madsen. That's the only one that I like really remember. Okay, so he's he'll be on the list. That's one. That's a crazy person to put on the list. I've got, I've looked up some other people that were on it. So I've got them. <laughs> I'm probably gonna kill Michael Madsen. I can already tell you. Betsy Johnson. She's a fashion designer. My favorite fashion designer. Okay. And Andy Dick. Oh, never mind. Michael Madsen lives. Um, yeah, Andy Dick's going right away. Right in the trash. Okay. Uh, Betsy Johnson, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. Isn't she neat? I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's pretty cool and hip and everything. 
<laughs> has this youthful energy to her. She is lovely. She's really cool. She used to have a store on Yorkville. And when wow. I was in high school, I used to take the train from Hamilton to Toronto and then the subway to Yorkville just to go and look at I couldn't afford anything I could not afford anything in there but I just wanted to look at all of her stuff because I loved her so much she's 80 years old she she does a cartwheel at the end of every fashion show still at 80 years old yeah she she's looks fantastic <laughs> she's incredible oh my god <laughs> I know yeah so yeah so, those are your choices <laughs> yeah well easy choice I mean anyone that doesn't kill Andy Dick's uh, getting cursed mm -hmm. by me. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, yeah, is Betsy Johnson. First time meeting her. Incredibly impressed. I'm gonna have to marry her. Yeah, she's lovely. Okay. And then I'm. I'm like, I. I mean, I thought that no one could beat Michael Madsen <laughs> for getting killed. Um, but I guess I gotta fuck him. Uh, Michael Madsen, I mean, at least I, like, respect his work. And I don't think, Fair. like, I know that he's weird. Sure. I know he's weird. Sure. And he might have committed a crime. Yeah. But I know that Andy Dix committed crimes. Yes. Like, a lot of them. A lot of crimes, yeah. Like, I'm with you. really shitty guy. Yeah, super shitty. So. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think I, I'm gonna. I mean, if you're. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, because. I, I can mean, swap Mike, out one of those if you want me to. No, it's you can fine. do it over. Okay. No, it's fine. I'll fuck Michael Madsen. You want me to fuck Michael Madsen? I'll fuck Michael Madsen. I'm a Reservoir Dogs fan. I like the movie. Reservoir Dogs. I like the Reservoir Dogs. I like the Kill Bills. The Kill Bills. So, um, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, yeah, maybe I apologize to Michael Madsen if he hasn't committed a crime, but I'm pretty sure he, he has. Did. I think he did. I'm pretty sure. That I think he, he did, did something. His, I'm seeing his mugshot on Google Images, so I'm pretty sure he did. I don't think it was anything as bad as what Andy Dick did. He got in a physical altercation with his teenage son while he was drunk. Michael Madsen? That's what he was arrested for, yeah. That's, that's pretty bad, too. That's <laughs> but is it as bad, bad as Andy Dick? No, it's still <laughs> no. not as bad as Andy Dick. It's no. still not as bad. And... I mean, Michael Madsen threw away a pretty, like, promising, dramatic career, I think. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he's also his sibling, uh, Virginia Madsen, too. I think she did something, too. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I think so. Let's see. I think it's recent. But, Virginia. yeah. She I mean, was in Dune. That's what I'm uh, seeing. Maybe she didn't do anything. Maybe maybe Virginia's fine. Let's see. Okay, I'm fine with Virginia. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything for her doing anything bad. Anyway. Oh, right. She's... Yeah, I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, she's in okay. Candyman. She's pretty great. <laughs> so I guess I'm closer to Virginia, too. That yeah. Way. So, yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll fuck Michael Madsen then. I'll do it. <sighs> fine. Fine. You can have him. <laughs> I'll fuck Michael Madsen and you can't choose him because he's already mine. Fine. I'll let you have him. And you can't kill him either. I need <laughs> no. to fuck him. 
also we need to get rid of andy dick <laughs> well yeah we're getting we're all getting rid of andy dick i don't know why you put him on the list <laughs> I, was, I was scrolling were you trying names? to trap me you're like no. oh yeah you'd marry andy dick I feel like you were trying to trap me. I was scrolling through the list and I was like, I don't recognize any of these names. And this was just one that I was like, oh, I know that person. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it at such short notice. Please lift the curse off Nicolini Savancini. (laughs) She she needs this curse lifted. I'll I'll double curse her for one more week, <laughs> just to expedite the process. Cody, <laughs> and y'all remember to just keep staying spooky. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <sighs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!